nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Welcome to How We Saw It, the unofficial sponsor to the Area 51 raid. I am Mike, and as always, the xenomorph to America's xenophobia, the invisible wires holding this podcast up, Aaron! And what's happening, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and we hope that you do, of course, please leave us a review and then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. We release all of our episode info there. And if you'd like to check out my blog where I talk politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. This episode, we will be talking about movies and scientific theories that we have a tenuous at best grasp on. So sit back. Relax and buckle into your acceleration couches as we warp into hyperspace. We're gonna go plan. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? Uh, it wasn't a super exciting week. Uh, I don't actually think I have a Pluto plug again. Right? Like, I watched Summit, but it's the same stuff I always watch. Like, I watched a lot of Unsolved Mysteries and, and stuff like that. Like, it, you know, I, I fall asleep to Unsolved Mysteries now. So I've become like, I don't know, this is, yeah, I, I feel like maybe this is what my grandparents did when they fell asleep to Matlock. Like, maybe it's that equivalent. I don't know. But uh, outside of that, uh, so you know, remember when you got me into the show Bar Rescue, like, ages ago? Yeah, uh, well, I still watch it. And uh, it's had its off seasons, but this season's been kind of fun for whatever reason. Uh, However, last week, um, occasionally he'll have like a celebrity or a guest or somebody that'll pop up and like help him out or whatever. Uh, And uh, and this time he brought Jenny McCarthy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So we're already off on the same wavelength here. and he brought her because I guess she has a line of booze mm. that that she that she markets. Whatever, I'm not drinking it, so whatever. Um, but I was thinking while watching it, and uh, I said to Jen, if I owned a bar and asked John Taffer to come in, and he brought Jenny McCarthy in, I would kick her out. <laughs> like I'm not required to serve anybody I don't want to serve, and Jenny McCarthy would be having to get the fuck out of my fucking establishment like the funny thing was like she goes in with him like you know he sees whatever for you know he watches the 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 footage or whatever and then he goes in to kind of you know lay the law down or whatever and she goes in with him and she's like looking at this guy's kitchen and food setup which i i I won't lie it was terrible like he was (laughs) gonna kill somebody with the setup that he had but she was she said to him this is disgusting you're gonna kill somebody And I just piped up and I was like, no, you know what's disgusting? Claiming that vaccines cause autism and killing kids because of it. You stupid bitch. Get out. Like that. That's like, I don't understand how that man was not just immediately incensed at the irony of her telling him that something he was doing was going to kill somebody. Like he was at least just going to kill adults. Right. Like he's not trying to kill like, you know, new babies that haven't had vaccines because you you passed out some junk science on your TV show. Why on earth did anybody ever listen to her? Why? Like, what about her career made her seem like. 
reliable in terms like is this like the perfect example of the cult of celebrity do you think pretty much because at no point when i was watching like you know back in the day when she was on on mtv on singled out when she was like burping and farting you know but not actually like she was just you know putting her ass in the air and then like the studio would pipe through a fart big fart sound like at no point did i look at her and go you know someday i'm gonna have kids (laughs) <laughs> and when I need advice on whether or not I should give them vaccines or not, this is the person that I'm going to tie that tie that to. Um, why? Like, like, seriously, though, what what do you think it was? So seriously, though, man, like who would who would take that advice? Like who who looks at her and says, like, you know, I'm going to tie my kid's life to this. So this was supposed to be the same segment? This sounds like it's making you insane. I know, and it made me insane. But it was one of those things that as soon as I saw it, I had to, <laughs> I was like, no, I got to bring this up. I absolutely have to bring this up. And it works out well because the other part of my sane segment was that Thursday night, I went to see Lord Huron in concert, mm. uh, which is kind of like, I, I guess it feels weird to say because they're not that old of a band, but it was kind of like a bucket list show for me. Like it was one of those bands that like, I absolutely was going to have to see right. at some point. Um, it was supposed to be at an outside venue and then, you know, kind of inexplicably it got changed to an indoor venue, but it worked out well because we're in the middle of like the nasty fucking heat wave, of, <laughs> you know, 2019 at the moment. Um, so it was inside. Uh, the seating was kind of like throwing meat to wolves. Uh, they didn't really keep any of the numbers from the outside place. Uh, so it was like a fight for what you could get, basically. Um, so of course, everybody's filling up like the center, right? Like everybody wants that like front row center. I took like the next aisle over into like the side section because it's in a theater uh, and we got front row there. Uh, so we were like damn near right up against the stage. Um, yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, the opening act was a band called Bully, which I had never heard of before. Um, they were kind of, uh, they were definitely not Jen's thing. She was not into them at all. Uh, they kind of reminded me of the Breeders a little bit, but maybe a little harder. Mm. Um, they were good, though. I liked them. I would definitely check out more of their stuff. But as much as I love, you know, opening acts or whatever, that is not who I was there to see. Uh, and Lord Huron came on. Not only, they had a theremin. So like there that's like the crew is setting up the stage, right? Like they're setting up this thing and I'm like, is that a fucking theremin? It is a theremin. And now I'm like really excited, you know, because I'm like, wow, there's gonna be weird sounds and it looks like there's gonna be like lights all over the place and this is gonna be fun. And uh like they came out on stage and you know how a lot of times you go to a concert and you're like, Well, they sounded really good, but it did not sound like what I thought it sounded like on an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was not that at all. His voice was like damn near the same. Uh, they they recreated all of the sounds that you would hear on the album. Like the atmospheric stuff was all there. Uh, the, the the bass player, like everybody played like six fucking instruments, it seems like. <laughs> um, the bass player obviously played bass, but he also played the theremin, which was like really awesome to watch someone play it as an instrument mm-hmm. and not just being like, ooh, spooky, you know? <laughs> Like, it was kind of cool to see it used for, like, what it was kind of intended for. Um, But he also played, God, I don't even know what it was because I couldn't see into it. But it was like some kind of some kind of organ, but it had a bellow in the back that he would use to, like, 
pump air into the organ itself. It was crazy. Right. Like it was just this wild ass looking instrument that gave off the most ridiculous sounds. Um, and the light show was fantastic. Like I've never seen anything quite that cool. Like there was like all this like spacey looking shit behind them. And like, I don't know. They took me on this like mystical Westerns fucking space adventure for almost two hours. And, as soon as it was done, I wanted to go back. They played like twenty some odd songs. Uh, I don't, I, I don't even have enough good to say about it. Like it almost felt like while I was watching them, I was like, "This is what church is to me now." <laughs> like I don't like church, and maybe the experience I'm getting from this concert is like the equivalent of what people get when they go to church and actually enjoy right. it. Um, like, do you have anything like that? Um. I'd say, yeah, when you go to a concert, I understand that completely. Probably, but probably the last spiritual experience I've had in that case where you're just in the crowd and enjoying it and get lost in it, it would be the wrestling shows. Right. Yeah. Where you could lose yourself, where you don't have to care about yourself anymore. No, you're just kind of in the moment. That the power of that crowd, the power of the performers is enough to sustain you for those hours you know that's that spiritual hunger that people satiate at church and it's just yeah. something we don't do we do it in other forms and i think music is the most pure spirituality kind of uh experience that you can get that's so close to religion that's like, yeah, it's like, it's raw. Like, you don't get any more, you don't get any more, like, unfiltered than a live performance, usually. Mm. Like, obviously, you can overproduce a live performance to make it sound like something it's not. But you can tell when it is and when it isn't. And this was like, this was like musicians in their element. It was like everything I had expected it to be and more. Mm. Like when I say that they played everything I wanted them to play, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like, like they played everything I wanted to hear them play. And even the stuff that I was like, well, there won't be enough time for them to play that. Like, no, they just, man, they ran the songs together and it was just fucking wild. Mm. Uh, and the place was packed. Like, so they must be like picking up in popularity, I guess, because that place was like to the roof full. Nothing sells music like a, a show that shows a teenage girl slitting her wrist, right? I know. I know. <laughs> Get that money. Listen for that damn smile. <laughs> that damn smile. Anyway, that was what kept me sane. What kept you sane? Well, it just started. Well, yesterday was Europe's weird, but the European speedrunner assembly is running a week-long marathon mm. it's much like games done quick of course and they are raising money to support the swedish foundation for the study of alzheimer disease i don't think that's the official day but right like, and so it's the but that's what they're going for anyway yeah. so the other side of the pond is doing their version of games done quick how is it comparatively uh, it's pretty much the same but with accents okay <laughs> and i'm guessing it's probably smaller yeah, looking or whatever smaller. yeah it, it feels like the early days of games i'm quick 
Okay. So, where it looks like it was filmed out of a cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll be something to look forward to this week. Yeah, I will definitely check that out. I didn't know it was back on this early. So cool. So I thought this episode would be a fun to try this seg- new segment out. Okay. Instead of a hot take, we're gonna do a new segment. It's uh, I have actually have a theme song forming in my head. I would love to put down the paper one day, but tentative title is this is the non-expert science segment we are going to try to do it off the cuff science thought experiment <laughs> think of it like chimps in a lab except these chimps can talk yeah and we're trying to understand concepts in science the theme song would have a line like one has read a paper and kind of an expert in his head and the other smokes a lot of pot, so things are really exciting to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so our first thought experiment is, can artificial intelligence ever achieve the status of life? I guess I've been planning to try to become human. I guess so. <laughs> That's tough. Jeez, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing since you're the guy that read a paper once, <laughs> what what do you 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 start us off? Oh, wow. Um, so there's an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where it's an earlier season where they have to defend Commander Data, whether he's alive or not, and I think it does a really good job questioning if. A man-made creation can achieve life, and what defines life. And I personally think that, well, because we are not scientists here, so it's hard to what defines life and all that kind of stuff. I think mm. once I think the way data was trying to grow and become more human was what the episode finally decided was that's the the exploration to become life kind of gave him the status of life because he tried he was trying to achieve a more human like the status of yeah life that way okay see now i guess for me uh God, I don't know. Like, like I, I guess you wouldn't. You can't. You can't equate it to like a heartbeat, right? Because then, like, you know, like anti-abortion people would be all <laughs> over us, and I don't like that. Um, so, I guess for me, uh, one of the major criterias for life would be if you can look at other living things and be sympathetic to their plights. You know, can you look at a, at a, at a group of, of, of human beings that are, you know, a, in a horrible condition and be empathetic to their situation? Then I would argue that you've got more life than the majority of the people living, quote mm. unquote. So, yeah, I think I think I think at some point, maybe not in my lifetime or my kids lifetimes or whatever. 
sure, AI could probably achieve some form of status as a living living being. They can think and they can learn as long as they can show compassion and emotion. I, I don't see why not. Of course, then by my theory, like six weeks later, they just take over everything. Well, that's right? one of the theories of AI is if you gave them the problem how to solve the problems of humanity, would their final solution be a final solution? Just wipe, <laughs> yeah. out, just wipe out humanity. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. I don't even. I don't even know because if you go by biblical terms, fuck. Even God tried to flood us all out once. Right. Like there's a there's a there's your you know what would their solution be right there? <laughs> if you if you believe in the biblical flood, uh, we got a little big for our britches. And the dude upstairs wiped us the fuck out. <laughs> Which is actually, it, we could segue right into the main topic. <laughs> uh, there's a, the, of course, you know my ability to not pronounce names. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's the part of your fe- charm. Fermi Paradox says. Out of all, there should be something like 100,000 intelligent life forms out there. Okay. Because of mathematics, you know, math. Okay, yeah. So there should be at least 100,000 intelligent alien civilizations in our galaxy. So the paradox says, if that's true, then why can't we see them? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it becomes in that whole metaphysical thought experiment of why are we are we alone or aren't we alone and one of the theories is like you know the emo theories that we're all alone (laughs) (laughs) which i mean it's kind of a scary thought on its own if we're universe is huge and we're all and there's nothing in it but us right terrifying and it's especially terrifying because no one's doing anything to protect this earth or Expand life, so excuse me. It's like it's like if the world was on fire and we could put it out, but the one person we found to piss on the fire actually pissed gasoline. Right, Right. I'm not saying it's Trump, but it's probably. (laughs) But we're not not saying it's Trump, but (laughs) Trump. See, I did the aliens thing. But I did like the I made the hand thing too, and nobody could see it. Like I don't know why did I keep doing that. Did you save my Photoshop um, of you doing that? I don't remember if I did or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the 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 theory for there the theory the theme for this episode is uh, alien and alien invasion movies. Not like not like you know two nerdy guys talk about aliens and and stuff that nobody understands. Because I don't understand it either. Um, and where us all came from was uh, there was a was an online thing where a bunch of people were going to get together and they were going to all gather at Area 51 and they were going to storm the place because I guess the theory is uh, they can't kill all of us. Um, which I think is just kind of crazy because, uh, right, you've got you've got like this. So let's say you got uh, 30 guys lined up, right? They're going to storm Area 51 and then the government uses some crazy Area 51 weapon. <laughs> And vaporizes like the first ten rows of people. Um, I I I would love to say that there are some courageous dorks out there, 
I would love to say it. And there probably are. But I'm guessing that number 11 in that <laughs> line is going to see number 10 turn into a pink fucking haze. And he is just going to poop his pants and take and turn, you know, turn right around and run. And then everyone will follow suit and trip over each other. And it'll be wonderful. And I imagine it'll probably provide entertainment for years. Uh, but that being said, hey, Mike, how many... um. How many uh, how many Naruto running dump dopes do you think are going to die in this? Like, how many guys do you picture doing that ninja run, like at the fence, and just poof? Like, just are we going to get to see any of that? I think I don't want to be all serious here, but you had to go and ask me. Um, I think the problem is the people who really do believe this is the thing are the ones going to show up with guns. And if yeah, I I pray it and hope it doesn't turn into a you know like a Kent State or something, right? Like an internet caused yeah. bloodbath or and something. Where the government's going to have to decide to blink or not? You know, do we shoot right. crazies and? But that's the thing, though. Like the fencing for Area Fifty One and Area Fifty One itself are like pretty far from each other. Like that's a hell yeah. of a you can't get close, is what yeah. I'm saying um all right so if if some guys show like if people show up like even if they let's say theoretically did break through the gate they ain't getting that far like i i, I can't imagine that there's not like snipers and drones and 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 whatever else they've got in that place or are they even really scared of it like are they even really going to take it seriously or it's like 15 guys going to show up and 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 that's what it's going to be it's going to look like you I know your average Star Trek. I think one of the doctrines of war is you prepare for the worst. So they mm. are preparing for the worst. But I think if, say, I mean, like something like 300, 3 million or so people have shown up. So if 10% show up, that's a lot of bodies. Right. And it is. I mean, they're going to have to dig some holes to but put the those the government's going to be, if you're on, if you're on there, they're definitely running your name and making sure you're not. Yeah, they're already watching your and stuff. If you buy a plane ticket to Lost or, or Lost Mesos or whatever, if you're, yeah, if you're buying yeah. plane tickets to there, then they're going to start following you and making sure. And if a show of force shows up, they can immobilize a force pretty quickly. And I think what yeah. they're going to do is just show the force and be like, and scare them off in the in the hopes that it'll yeah, intimidate. I mean, because if yeah. they run through the fence and then run into a column of tanks, you know who's. <laughs> Like I'm trying not to smirk about it, but at the same time, there's that there's that like, you know, kind of not as pleasant side of me that's like, if you're really stupid enough to run through the fence at a government facility and demand that they tell you what's in there, um, you, you kind of got to expect that they're gonna they're gonna kill you, right? Think, like, or at the very least, they're gonna beat you half to death and then and then lock and you up. I think up. there's intelligent crazies out there who are looking at this as a at, at the meta. It's like, mm. you know, where people say you got to own your guns to keep the government in check. And they're going to look yeah. at that and be like, well, what happens if we store a federal building? Yeah, that's true. Like as a way to prove whether or not. I think this would be the perfect you know, case study for people who want to study that or have designs outside of it. And I'm sure there's government think tanks that were thinking the same thing I am who are going to use for the opposite, you know. So right, I think right. for such an internet meme, there are dire consequences to it that 
people who are paid big bucks to figure out are looking at. And it's to me, it's it is fun, but now that it's kind of getting serious, it's yeah. it's not good. This is going to kill more. Pl- this is going to kill more people than that planking craze. <laughs> what I would like to see, though, is them. Hey, okay, we're opening it up. You sign up. The first ten thousand people will get for three weeks. We'll bust in a hundred people at a time, and I would bring them in, and then I would fuck with them. I would have, I would have <laughs> like a bunch of soldiers dressed up as aliens getting interrogated and stuff, or working side by side. You know, you could make them, you could blindfold them, and you could make them reach exactly. into a bowl full of peeled you grapes, like and you that. could be like, "Ooh, alien eyes!" <laughs> oh man, they could turn it into like the world's worst, best haunted yeah, house. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a way to open it up to people and just show a kinder, gentler side to this whole fiasco. And- no one dies. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I think it would be fun for them. You're probably right, honestly. But I, I do have to ask because you know I've got a, I've, I, I have a lot of friends who love their Area 51 mm-hmm. memes with right. this whole thing, uh, and I feel like I would be letting them down if I didn't ask the important <laughs> question, which is uh, if if people do break through, if they do break through, uh, will alien cheeks be clapped? <laughs> How many vaginas do they have? I don't know. (laughs) Somebody's if somebody breaks through, somebody's gonna find out. Right? That's just just how it's gonna go. I'm straight, you know. For alien sex, I'd be willing to go gay. Good story, you know. Come on, (laughs) probe me here. I want that story. But the problem is Budweiser went offered free beer, so the aliens are like, eh. Nah, forget it. They feel cheap. <laughs> That's it? We couldn't get a Molson? <laughs> and you know what? On the fly, I have to ask you, uh, is there is there Area 51 talk on R the Donald? You know, I've been abstaining from them, but from what, I, from what I remember is they're making jokes about it. That's kind of what I was expecting you were going to say, that they were going to be like, ha, 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 what a bunch of losers. The actual crazies are too afraid to show themselves on the Ardano. Like, because you know a lot of them. I'm sorry, I don't want to use the word crazy because I know a lot of sane people believe there's stuff going on. Area 51. Yeah. But I think that Ardano would suppress it as much because they don't want to. Because they're... They don't want they're that part of it. As, they, as, as themselves now, you know, they're, they're right. a propaganda machine, so they can't go too crazy. How crazy is that, that the dark corner of Reddit is like brushing people out of their <laughs> dark corner? Like, get out of here, crazier crazies. All right, so now that we've got the Area 51 stuff taken care of, um... Before we dip into the fun part, which is going to be like alien invasion movies and and fun shit like that, uh, we have to acknowledge which what would be probably considered like the granddaddy of them all, which uh, would be what occurred on October 30th, 1938, when Orson Welles caused beautiful chaos (laughs) with his radio production of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Uh, People thought it was real. People went fucking insane. Uh, it was great. I love every like I've heard that story like 
hundreds of times. And every time I, I'd be flipping through the channels, they'd be like, Orson Welles, War of the Worlds. I'm like, hee, hee, they thought it was real. Like, you just, you know, I, I guess it's hard to... No, it's not. Like, people are like, oh, how could somebody fall for that? I thought the Blair Witch Project was real for yeah, like six months. Right? Because I saw the documentary a good year before the movie dropped. So I was like, oh, I saw a documentary on this thing. It must be true. The TV would <laughs> lie to me. But but the TV lied to me. They were actors. And uh, so were the people from War of the Worlds. Go figure. Um, anyway. Alien invasion movies, which, like I said, came off of came off of that. They pretty much came to their 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 birth in mm -hmm. the fifties, uh, with films like The Man from Planet X, uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still, the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, and countless other Alien from Beast from Creature from now, Planet whatever movies. When you when um, we talk about those, I'm sure. People don't know the theory of those movies are so popular because it's between the Red Scare and the Atomic Bomb. I was just about to say <laughs> that. <laughs> so, uh, that yeah. so, you know, that's like the English teacher telling you what the author thought. And the author was just like, uh, no. I, I, think, I think in some cases, absolutely. I think, I think in certain cases, it was just a movie about fucking aliens. It was somebody who, you know, maybe they heard War of the Worlds when they were a kid. And it inspired them to make a film kind of like that. Um, I think more often than not, that's probably the case. But like you said, the popular theory is that a lot of these movies were uh, cap. I, I think they were capitalizing on it so much as mm. warning people. Um, I think they were capitalizing on the communist scare from right. McCarthy and that whole that whole regime. Um do, do I think it's impossible that somebody was trying to make a statement with a goofy science fiction movie? No, no. I've seen Avatar. Like, I, I know all about, like, people making stick. God, Avatar. That movie is, that movie's aged like warm milk. It just lost to Avengers. It did. It just lost to Avengers. So congratulations, Avengers. You are now the number one film. And I hope James Cameron doesn't think he's going to get any of that money back with parts two and three. Well, maybe if superhero fatigue sets in and he gets a movie it could that's be. not maybe. Pocahontas and blue. <laughs> maybe. But I don't know, man. Like I, I saw the lineup coming out of Comic-Con and Marvel doesn't look like they have any plans on slowing down. So they're going to have to really miss something. Like they're going to have to just swing for the fences and miss completely a, but i don't know what they have a marvel disney invasion <laughs> yeah well, right I, my theory on the marvel thing that's a sidetrack here but they're rebooting blade so blade was the movie that brought the superhero into the, the vanguard into the profitability yeah. so maybe this is the one that kills it <laughs> it's the book that ends. kills it off like <laughs> it could be it could be. I don't know. Like they released some stuff. Like you know, they they said what was coming, and I was like, was I don't want to say I was excited about all of it because I wasn't. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm going to be there seeing it anyway because I can't help mm -hmm. myself. So I'm just you know spitting more money into the machine. Um, so out of those like that early sci-fi craze, because that's basically what it was. Those were like the original sci-fi movies. Uh, do you have any favorites? Um, the day the earth stood still, the original. That's a good one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? War of the Worlds. It's always good. Yeah. The Invasion of the Valley Snatchers. Yeah, I feel like those cla- like those there's kind of those iconic ones that everybody's yeah. like, yeah, this one's good. I feel like we have to mention Plan 9 from Outer Space. Day of the Triffids, yeah. My mom would be mad if I didn't mention that one. (laughs) Yes, yes, she would. Now, did you you watch those movies with your mom, or did you kind of find them on your own and then watch them with you? No, we watched them together. It was like, when she was working nights, we used to, whatever, some channel, some over-the-air channel showed all those sci-fi movies in the morning. So we watched those, and I guess I was obsessed with them. Oh, that's really cool. So anytime I saw really? a plan, I'd be like, Triffitt's mommy, Triffitt's. Oh, <laughs> that's really cool. See, now it's funny because I have kind of like a sci-fi connection with my mom as well, because she, and I'm funny, I, now I'm thinking of this now, I didn't write it down anywhere in my notes. Um, my mom was a big fan of um, like yeah, me. The original V, um, and and according to her, like she would like you know like she'd be kind of be sitting on her lap or like taking a nap or whatever while she'd be watching it, and like I would fall asleep during the commercials, and then the show would come back on, and I would wake up through the show, and then I would nod off through the commercials. But she said that I always like looked at the TV whenever I heard Robert Englund <laughs> talk. So maybe that was my like first dip into my horror <laughs> future or whatever it is. Um, so that's funny. Yeah, you have the same connection. It must be a bomb uh, thing, right? maybe. <laughs> yeah. Awful sci-fi films. All right. So the article, the article I read to, to, to put notes together for this basically said that from the 60s through most of the mm-hmm. 90s, the genre was pretty much dead like for alien invasion movies, not sci-fi movies, obviously. Um, I think that's a bunch of shit. Personally, I think, I think, I think it flipped. I think that, I think the style of the movie changed. I think that in the, in those, you know, other decades, the aliens became more like fish out of water characters or, or they took the humans on wacky (laughs) adventures. Like, uh, like, like ET, that's an obvious fish out of water kind of, but that is an alien invasion, right? Like he lands on the ship and he gets stuck on earth. That's kind of an alien invasion. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about close encounters, but that's like, that should have been just as glaringly obvious as ET. Um, uh, movies like, fucking, huh? I never saw it, but the trailers were enough to give me nightmares for years was fire in the sky. Yes, 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 yes. You know, the guy that uh, that was based on was at that UFO oh, really? fest that I went to. Yeah, I don't think, I think he was not out yet at that point when I, when we walked through. But yeah, he was a guest there. Um, movies like Flight oh, of the yeah, Navigator, yeah. remember that? Yeah, I know, yeah, right? Uh, the Last Starfighter, which was always a favorite of mine. It was kind of like a Star Wars knockoff a little bit. Um now this one I put with a question mark because I wanted your opinion. Species. Does it count as an alien invasion movie? Well, yeah. I mean, that was her whole goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I, they had found the DNA and grown the 
child in the, you know, grown it up as a child in a lab. So it was like kind of an alien invasion movie, but also kind of like a... It was a predatory kind of... Yeah, it was like a Frankenstein kind of, like they created her in a lab. They made her, you know, what she was, or or they, you know, they made her like the hybrid or whatever. Yeah, I mean, because her overall goal would be to expand her species. It was to, yeah, it was to repopulate, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that counts as an alien. I like the first mm-hmm. species movie. The second one's okay. I don't like the third one. Is there a Probably. fourth one? <laughs> I could have swore there was like a fourth one that went like right to sci-fi, but not sci-fi when it was spelled C-fi. correctly. Sci-fi now where it's S-C-F-I, not C-F-I. <laughs> um, but, all right, so, you know, we have fun here and we laugh. And now I have a serious question for you about alien invasion mm-hmm. movies, Mike. Starship Troopers. Is it proof that Casper Van Dien is a national treasure? Well, I think the star that fell to Earth when he was born should have been proof enough. <laughs> but it took a movie of that quality to show the world <clears throat> what an important person he is. And the movie Starship Troopers is a misunderstood gem from the 90s. It's an unsung masterpiece. Created by, or directed by the dude who did Robocop and a couple other movies. Paul right. Vanderhoof. Or Vanderhoof. <coughs> He's Dutch. Yep. <laughs> He's basically a very good commenter on society and subverts genre. He also did Showgirls, you know? Right. Oh, that's right. He did. Paul Verhoeven. He, he takes very unserious movies and kind of makes them serious on the underneath. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, st- I still think Showgirls is basically a skin. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but Starship Troopers is fucking great. Now, you were like, I didn't know anybody prior to you telling me you like Starship Troopers. I didn't know anybody mm. that liked that movie. Um, And I didn't love it. But I thought yeah. it was fun, like because it's just goofy and over the top, and you know it's you, you can't even remotely take it serious. Like it's it's very tongue in cheek. I think why I um, And then you told me I how much you it loved at first it first because it was this action sci fi movie where yeah the good guys are out there kicking ass and we're all banded together under a fat an audition banner. And then as I got older and realized and watched some or read some stuff. And, watch some stuff, I realized, oh, the book was a, a critique on fascist regimes, and that's what the movie oh, yeah, it is was. going after, you know, with all the do you want to know more of the, Like the very blatant yeah, patriotism the fascist and like, symbol yeah. Of the planetary force, you know, it's like, oh. You know, and, huh, commercialized yeah, patriotism. Black, it's almost familiar. You know, was even like, oh, yeah. he's wearing black. They're not good people. <laughs> right. So, yeah. It was... Commercialized <laughs> patriotism. So, I mean, so you get to love it on a deeper level. Well, that... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm glad nothing like that would ever happen now. <laughs> but I, I love the movie now. And it's because of, it's because you love it so much. 
that I was like, I have to look at it in like a slightly different way now. I'm like, well, if Mike loves it so much, there's got to be something more to it. And, and, and sure enough, like you said, it's just because there's so much going on in that movie that you don't think of because it's like weird bugs exploding, uh, you know, and that dopey blonde guy getting his head blown off. Yeah, it's, it's the training. 90s kind of like teenage fest, you know, but in a sci-fi setting. Yeah. It's fun, and I highly recommend, as I'm sure Mike would, to anybody out there that hasn't seen it, or if even if you have seen it and you didn't like it, yeah. go give it another watch. Like with 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 like you know the 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 view of not taking it seriously at all. Um, all right, so from those like earlier decades, I'm talking like the '60s and '70s. Like I'm sure we could talk about like weird '80s <laughs> sci-fi forever. Um, do you have any favorites out of those earlier decades? Because the only one I could really come up with was the uh the the remake of invasion of the body mm. snatchers it was like the only one that really popped yeah, into my um, head yeah that'd be probably it with the, well that's the one with the donald sutherland right yeah <laughs> oh he's making the face it's my favorite yeah that was that was trippy too <laughs> so that's been remade like four times hasn't like it? the 80s the, yeah pretty much there was the yeah because there was the puppet masters which was kind of the same principle too which also had donald sutherland so maybe we need to start questioning whether or not donald donald sutherland is he's who not. he says he is <laughs> or maybe he's trying to warn us hmm? Hmm? uh what about those 80s sci-fis you got any ones that stood out like for me there was uh like i feel like we're saying sci-fi just because it's shorter right, than saying right. alien invasion movies um, there was a movie that I used to watch all the time called uh, Enemy Mine with Dennis Quaid and Lou Gossett Jr., uh, where Lou Gossett Jr. played the alien, which they made him up kind of like, um, I don't even like, they were very lizardy, like they were meant to be like lizard type aliens. And Dennis Quaid was the, the human, I think he either crash landed on the planet or they were exploring the planet or something. And he, meets the alien and they hate each other at first and then they find and they help each other survive. Like I used to watch the shit out of that movie, but it was, it was weird because it was the very first movie I ever saw with the theory that a, a male character would mm. carry the baby. Uh, and, and that's what happened. Luke Gossett Jr.'s character, like the, the, the men carried the baby. So he had a baby and, uh, and then there was like a little baby <laughs> lizard thing. Um, I remember really loving it. I haven't seen it in a really long time, and I'm scared to watch it because I'm afraid it'll be one of those things where right. it doesn't hold up. Like, where I'll just be like, why did I like this? <laughs> but, uh, like, what move, What were you watching in, like, the 80s and the 90s? So, like, for, like, alien-type God, movies. Do you remember uh, The Arrival with Charlie Sheen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, Contact, Jodie Foster, whatever. Oh, we went to see that in the theater. Yep. I forgot to bring that up. Wasn't even thinking about that. It's not so Man. much an invasion movie, but we're timely in it. But it was kind of an invasion movie. It's kind of an invasion movie. They get the signals and everything. But the next one I'm talking about is, I guess could be considered an invasion, is Muppets from Space. Oh, I, I like, like that 20 years this week. Actually, and yeah, I mean, Gonzo finds out where he's from, and there's a bunch right. of so Gonzo's on Earth. So I guess you could say it was an invasion. 
It's kind of an alien invasion movie. While we're talking, however, about mm-hmm. anniversaries, because if, if I don't bring this up right now, I will absolutely forget it. Uh, today, like as we're recording it, so not as you're listening to it, but as we're recording it, today, I believe, is the 30th anniversary of Weird Al Yankovic's mm-hmm. UHF movie. <laughs> yeah. so, so I think actually when we're done recording it, I'm Hell probably yeah. going to watch that. But uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was just a little throwback <laughs> to the previous episode. Anyway. Uh, all right. So let's talk about those. Uh, let's talk about those 2000s. Uh, you had movies like Monsters, Cowboys and Aliens, Battle of Los Angeles, Skyline, which I know I watched, but I'll be damned if I can remember anything about it. So I guess that <laughs> could tell you how good it is. Um, do you think Avatar counts as a reverse role where the humans are the aliens? Yeah. I mean, you are supposed to be sympathetic towards the aliens. Yeah, you weren't supposed to like the peoples. Uh, Super 8, maybe? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Cloverfield movies. That's definitely alien invasion. Except for that goddamn last yeah, one. <laughs> Not fun at all. Let's see. Uh, now, you saw Monsters before I saw Monsters, and I have not seen the sequel. Is it any good at all? Well, I wasn't even huge into the first one, so... Oh, you weren't? Okay. Alright, so then the sequel really wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. I think people enjoy it. It's just, it wasn't my favorite. I it wasn't mean, your thing. It, it took me, like, a couple of seconds to, to remember what it was, and I remembered Right. It's like you had to cross that zone. <laughs> right. Like of all the places you needed to go, this is where you needed to go. Yeah. So uh, I almost forgot this one. Uh, the M. Night movie Signs. That is absolutely an old school alien invasion movie with a lot of gigantic glaring plot holes, but whatever. Um, I like to think that people are always like, well, you know, if you're uh, if you're you're physically adverse to water, like it, it kills you, why would you come to a planet that's comprised mostly of it? Um, and I like to think that maybe the aliens that they sent down in that movie was like mm. the D team. Like they were like, I don't know, send Jenkins, and then Jenkins got in his clop, you know, <laughs> jalopy ship and flew down to Earth, and he was like, oh, I did it, and then. <laughs> It rains, you know, and it's just that, that that's the end. So then they're like, all right, we're going to move on to another planet that isn't comprised mostly of that shit that makes I think us if he took away that part. That plot twist and he tried, did something else that made more sense, that would low-key be his best movie. Yeah. Although, you know, thinking about it, now that we bring it up, like, to call that a glaring plot hole, like, it it's really no different than the 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 finish of War mm. of the Worlds. True, yeah. like the aliens in War of the Worlds died because right. we gave them a cold. Right. Yes. So it's 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 the same kind of like innocuous thing that we're like, what? You know, that's fucking stupid. But you know, from coming from another planet, it might be something like, catastrophic. With those kind of twists, to be if you're that advanced. Once you have a probe or something that you could check before making landfall, <laughs> or wear a suit. 
right? You would think maybe you'd send like, I don't know, some kind of drone <laughs> technology. I guess we shouldn't really dissect them too much here. <laughs> no, I imagine not. Especially mm. M. Night stuff. He was starting to get into his shaky phase there. Do you think we are... Do you think we are going to see... Uh, oh, Alien yeah. District 9. There you go. That there. Do you think we're going to start seeing uh, alien invasion movies that are a bit more used for social commentary now? I think... I don't know if the current kind of climate is swerving more towards those. Like, there isn't that fear. The, the fear of evasion isn't coming to the creators, you know? You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be an alien invasion movies. It's probably going to be right-wing propaganda it's gonna be <laughs> like too realistic yeah which well like red yeah. dawn except aliens we be- um <laughs> do you think then do you think then we'll see movies more along the lines of like district nine which was which was you know very much a, a, yeah, a, a commentary kind of, on time, yeah commentary on like yeah like do you think we'll start seeing things like that or do you think at this point like audiences are so not smart enough to get that kind of you know subtlety that the the the, the yeah, argument would be lost swing on. back to zombie movies or something like or disease oh god yeah because we haven't had one of those in a minute movie, like an outbreak movie because you figure yeah people locked in cages close proximity stuff brewing mm-hmm. so i can see stuff like that outbreak type scenarios yeah, I'm hoping sci-fi goes more hopeful again. Like, yeah, we're severely. I think the trend was doom and gloom for a while. Any positivity in media, so I would love to see sci-fi hoping. You know, a little happier Interstellar would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, and that's not to say that, like, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but like, I agree with you that I would like to see it swing in that direction. That's not to say that I think that everything needs to be like sunshines and lollipops all the time. Like, but it, I, I get tired of seeing the, you know, like you said, like the doom and gloom type film all the time. Like at the end, oh, sometimes yeah. I like to feel like, ah, damn it. Can, can you hear me now? How about now? Hello, hello, hello. 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 Hello, hello, hello. You're back. I'm back. Yeah. Can yeah. you hear me? Uh, All right, last cool. thing I said was All right. uh, a happier interstellar. I want a happier okay. interstellar because I don't think I think sci-fi needs to go happier. So. Yes. Yep. 
Do you have a response to that? Let me count you in. Five. Oh. Yep. Three. Two. One. I completely agree with you that uh, the, the trend has definitely been more doom and gloom. And I would love to also see it go um, more in a positive kind of light. It, it's nicer every now and then to go to see a movie and not feel like, you know, mm. there's no hope. Like if, if, if you're reading a story and you feel like there's no hope for anybody, how do you get invested in the characters if you figure they're all going <laughs> to die anyway? You know, like if it's just too damn dark, like there's no... Like you lose your you lose your people, and that's not to say that I think everything needs to be sunshine and lollipops because I don't. Uh, I just think that every now and then uh, it's nice to send mm. the crowd home happy. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Contact had a nice ending where they gave hope to humanity. You know, gave them something to strive yeah. for. I think I think we need a lot more hope. I think we need I would a lot agree. more love of space exploration. I mean, in his dying day, Steve Haw Stephen Hawking preached that we need to explore the stars because we're abusing this planet. Yeah, and I wish that I wish that people would understand that by uh, saying that we need to go out and explore other sections of our of our galaxy. Like, oh well, you know, you're not trying to make it work here. No, we are. We're just also trying to do other like uh, it's no different than like explorers in old days. Like, you know, people, there were always people that were like, what the hell are you sailing mm. all the way over there for? We've got everything we need right here. Well, because if how do you know? Yes. Right. Like, how do you like there's always that draw to know what's out there. Like, you know, I, I'm just as interested in what goes on in outer space as I am with like, you know, what's living in like the crazy deep trenches right. of the oceans. Like there's a draw for the unknown. Like there's nothing wrong with exploration. That's how, I mean, obviously that's how horrible <laughs> things happen in some cases. Um, if you have people that are douchebags uh, doing the exploring, but it's also how you make like giant scientific strides and how you help people live better lives sometimes, and you know, our future selves. Hopefully we can do it this time without bringing the, you know, all the and death we and disease. We need to think too. of our future selves. We're stuck on the what's in it for me today. It's not. Yeah. Nothing. Maybe, you know, like it's, uh, it's like people over the age of 70 that say climate mm -hmm. change is bullshit. Um, look, you don't get to talk <laughs> about this stuff anymore because you're going to be dead soon. And the rest of us are going to have exactly. to clean up your mess like that. That's kind of where we are. Uh, and I feel like all of these, like, you know, space exploration detractors should just sit the fuck down and, and let us find Why some shit out. Why are we exploring the galaxy when we got Mexicans trying to come in here? I don't know. But I hope we explore the galaxy and find a place <laughs> to stick that guy. <laughs> I say we explore the galaxy and then we put, you know, put Joe, Joe Bob there on a uh, on a rocket and we launched that prick right into the space sun. Mexicans coming in trying to take my job. Yeah, well, you go get them first. Just leave them out there to float for a decade or so. He'll sleep it off. <laughs> no, why don't you wrap it? <laughs> All right, that was our uh, that was our alien invasion slash Area Fifty One slash 
you know, tangent about aliens <laughs> episode. <laughs> it was just meant to be something kind of goofy and fun. Uh, you know, not that we do a ton of serious topics here, but you know, we like, like I said, we like to have fun. Uh, and we hope you dug it. Uh, Mike, if the people wanted to find you on social media, where would they do it? It's that you're just, we like to have fun. Just kind of reminds me of every group of Karens, you know, like, I know, I know. I'm just kidding. We have fun, you know, and then like, like right after, right after they kick somebody out of their group because like, you know, their kid was a half shade darker than Caucasian. Like at the wedding I was stuck at yesterday, an outdoor wedding people on the hottest day of the year. Anyway, you know, if I had, if it existed, if there was a whiteness meter, it would have exploded when the bridal party and groom party came in dancing to turn down to what? Get out of here. <laughs> it's like, it hurt. Like my whiteness hurt. Like it was, it was shining so brightly. Like, like all the caucasity. Yes. I think if <laughs> there was a person <clears throat> with a black skin tone at this party, they would have been bleached. It would have been horrible for them. Right, it would have been like staring at the sun where it just blinds you and then like the only shade left was clear. They were all doing <laughs> dances. And, oh man, it was just, uh, it hurt. It hurt my white to be white. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, it's like penance really. Like seeing it is like, now I understand. I get it. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Medica5by5 spelt out. I love that you did that whole thing and then went flawlessly right into your Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were interested in following me on Twitter, you can find me at Thomas 1978 We will see you all next week. I have no idea what the topic's going to be yet, but we'll come up with something. Mike, say goodnight to everybody. Good night, everybody. Later, y'all. <laughs>